Hey there, Pearlside Small Group Leaders. Thank you for joining us for another Small Group Leaders podcast where we help you to prepare as you lead your small groups. I'm here with Pastor Tim Ma, our downtown site pastor, and uh, we are ready to dive into this week's discussion. Thank you for making the time as always, and thank you for doing all that you do. And um, hopefully this will lead us into a great discussion this week. Um, Well, we are in part two of our series, uh, Discerning These Times, and we talked about power from heaven and how Jesus commanded his disciples to wait for power from from the Holy Spirit to descend upon them uh, so that they could be witnesses to the world. And I just wanted to emphasize, you know, the whole thing about the reason why Jesus sent the Holy Spirit is Mm -hmm. for two things, so that we could be a witness. But what is a witness? It's someone who lives like Jesus lived, right? Holy, pure, in perfect relationship with God the Father and with people, and to do what Jesus did. Namely, signs and wonders and miracles. We can't change the world on our own. and We need the power of the Holy Spirit to change people's hearts and to impact people's lives. And so oftentimes we tend to emphasize one or the other. Either I need the power of the Holy Spirit just to make me holy and help me to live like Jesus, or we need the power of God just to do the miracles of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we tend to swing, you know, to one yeah. extreme or the other. But I think the tension is we need both operating at all times. So we yes. need the power so that we can live like Jesus and do what Jesus did. And so um, along those lines, we need to pray for his power, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we said. We gotta, we have to create upper room moments in our lives where we are praying diligently, believing God for his power to fill us. We need to purify our hearts from sin. You know, um, every historic revival was always preceded by a revival in prayer and also a revival of purity within the church. God didn't send revival until typically those things happened. And so it's so essential that we think about those things. And the outflow of that is we proclaim the gospel with power and people get saved. And so as we you know reflect on the message and uh, we reflect on the main thoughts and scriptures above, um, the first question there is, you know, what is the Lord highlighting to you and why? Pastor Tim, what, what would you say in this moment? Yeah, you know, Pastor Billy, thank you for getting us started with that idea of the importance of having both the tension of both in mind and, and knowing to wait, but also when we go that we look like Jesus and that's why we wait. And oftentimes, and, and you and I, I know we preach this, that we say Jesus's last words and we do the Great Commission, mm-hmm. Matthew 28. Well, that's one of his last words, so we're not wrong in saying that. But when we read scripture, his literal last words before he ascended to heaven mm-hmm was to tell his disciples to wait. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to echo that. And what stands out to me is the importance of first allowing God for us to wait in prayer for God to fill us and change us and transform us. I think that's so big. But also, like you said, it's not just waiting forever. Mm -hmm. It's waiting and going. So it seems like a contradiction, but there's a tension in there that as we trust God and we're waiting, we'll know from God when to go. Yeah. when to go and, and believe and witness to someone. and uh, But I do, for the sake of this focus of this week, it is uh, waiting, it's prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, the disciples in the notes, it says that they waited 10 days, mm-hmm. right? And, and then Pentecost happened. Mm-hmm. So many of us, we can't even wait 10 minutes in prayer. <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm speaking about myself. I'm not just trying to bring condemnation on those of you who are listening, but I'm talking to myself. Sometimes after 10 seconds, I get distracted yeah. and I'm no longer waiting. So this is a great reminder for all of us of the importance of really seeking God in prayer. Mm-hmm. And the issue of waiting, to be clear, was that they'd be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not waiting for yes. you know the right opportunity or till I feel yes, like it. Right, right. right. It's, it's waiting to be filled. And so it just, it emphasizes the urgency that we need the Holy Spirit. Jesus is saying, you're going to go and change the world, mm-hmm. but before you do that, you're going to need my power. Otherwise, yes. you're not going to be able to be a witness 
and you're not going to be able to, you know, heal and all that kind of thing. And so I think that's key because a lot of times, you know, we, we, we want to go off on our charisma or we go off on mm-hmm. our opportunities or our strengths and all those things. And I think with Jesus, one of the things he was emphasizing is it's not about those things. It's yeah. about the Holy Spirit's power working in you and through you. Yes. And thus the need to pray and yes. seek him and wait for that power to show up. Um, and that's one of the things I think that stands out to me. You know, I think the church in the West, we've, you know, put on shows and tried to entertain mm-hmm. people and draw people with, you know, hulas and all these kinds of things, thinking that that's going to change them. And not that those things are wrong, but what is missing oftentimes mm-hmm. is believing God for his power to show up and to change a person's heart. I know that as I've ministered to people, like, you know, I've said a lot of good things, a lot of convincing things, but nothing compares to when I can pray for someone and God shows up yeah. and, and heals someone. You know, like I, like I shared this past weekend about praying for a kid on the soccer team when I was coaching soccer and God healed him and he was able to get back in the game and a few weeks later he's in our church, you know, mm-hmm. because God did something. There was mm-hmm. nothing I could have said that would have touched his heart like the Holy Spirit's power in that mm-hmm. moment. But oftentimes we don't rely on him. We rely yeah. on our charisma and our creativity and our right, whatever. Right. And I think Jesus was saying, no, don't rely on those things. You need the power. And when the power shows up, you can be a witness. So anyway, I think to me that just reminds us, hey, we got to create rooms for his power yes, to show up. Indeed. Opportunities, you know, in, in, in our lives. So well, Pastor Tim, you know, the yeah. second question here says, how can you create upper room moments of prayer in your life? Mm-hmm. Again, on the vein of we need to wait for his power. Well, how do we create these upper room moments uh, when and where can you commit to seeking the Lord in prayer? I think sometimes we try to have upper room, room moments by ourselves and we read the scriptures. We're like, God, I want that. But we're not willing to go out and, and go around other people who are seeking God. And mm-hmm. I think back in my journey and, and even developing upper room prayer moments in my personal life, it first came through a corporate life of prayer. Mm-hmm. So I think both are important. I, I don't believe that it's just getting together with groups of people and praying and then we never pray by ourselves. But for me to have the intense prayer life that I have today is not a a credit to self-manufactured, you know, self-will and self-growth, but it was just getting around other people who are passionate about Jesus, passionate seeking Him in prayer. And even in the upper room, I love it when it describes so vividly that this the Holy Spirit fire came and tongues of fire rested on each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. And there's something about when we get around each other that, that that Holy Spirit fire just burns inside of us. And it comes first when we get together and then we can go individually and we have that fire still burning. So this is a reminder that for some of us, maybe it's been a while since we attended a corporate prayer meeting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is a call to, to let, especially in this time that we're in, uh, echoing back to last week, the season of revival. Um, it's not business as usual. I think more than ever, we got to make time to attend corporate prayer, which will then stoke the fire for our personal prayer lives. Amen to that. Amen to that. We had a great prayer meeting uh, this past Tuesday, and it was powerful, you know, and and I'm reminded that we need more of this. So when Mm. we have them, you know, we have different corporate prayer pockets that break out, you know, in our different congregations at the main campus. I know you guys have one downtown and we call special, like we have Seek Week coming up in October. Mm -hmm. Highly want to encourage you leaders to be there. And also to bring your members, because it's true, something happens. I mean, they may yeah. freak out if they're not used to that environment, <laughs> but but also they're going to feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we used to, when we were putting them on Zoom, I know people that got filled with the Holy Spirit started speaking in yes. tongues through Zoom. Yep. You know? Praise and, God. And people uh-huh. had no idea what's happening, and just the Holy Spirit comes on them. And so to your point, Pastor Tim, we need to be in the proximity of other believers right. to stoke that. 
But then it can't just be in those corporate moments. Like for me, I pray in tongues in my car. I pray in tongues in the shower. I'm praying constantly throughout the day. You know, when, when people ride with me, I typically don't have music on because I, I normally don't. It's usually just quiet and I'm praying while I'm driving. I'm creating an upper room moment, you know, in my Camry, you know, and I think it, we just have to do that. You know, when we wake up, we need to be praying. Before we go to bed, we mm-hmm. need to be praying. And just creating these moments where we're beseeching the Lord for mm-hmm. healings, miracles, signs to break out. For him to do stuff in our lives, it's, it needs to be ongoing. So yes. corporate and personal, super necessary. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that we, we talked about is how uh, purity is always mm. a prerequisite for revivals. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the last question there, if you get to it in your groups, how is the Lord challenging you to purify your heart from sin? Um, this is very important because, yes. you know, that verse that we read, you know, from Second Chronicles, if my people will humble those, themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. We often forget that. Mm-hmm. We need both, prayer yeah. and repentance. Right. Um, make a moment where people can um, process that a little bit and share what are some mm-hmm. issues that we're wrestling with and to purify our hearts from sin. And then as we close, you know, you see the prayer points there. Take a moment to quiet yourselves before the Lord to repent of any known sins. I think this can be a very powerful moment. Yeah. Um, you can each pray silently in your own hearts. Um, you know, we don't have to make this a public confession of sin mm. if, if it's not appropriate for your mm-hmm. group. Um, but definitely come before the Lord in repentance. And then take turns praying for revival in the church, that Christians will passionately uh, and obediently f- uh, live for Christ. And then for awakening in the broader society that our communities, leaders, and influencers will come to faith in Jesus. You know, with the elections coming up and just everything going on, we really need God to move. But He first wants to move in the church. Amen. Then in the broader society. So we, it starts with us. Amen. Mm-hmm. Pastor Tim, any final final words before we sign off? Yes. Uh, you know, the Holy Spirit, we, we cannot forget Him. He is, he is part of the fountainhead of who God is. We got God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit empowers us to live for Him by purifying us and giving us the power to be witnesses. So let's continue to just understand and and be aware of His presence in our lives. Amen. And let's make sure we make room for Him to work in us and through us. Amen. Well, thank you, leaders, for all that you do. I'm excited for for you to have great, us to all have great small groups. And let's believe to stoke stoke the fire in our people. Amen. That we will seek the Holy Spirit and that we we will pray for God's power to move in and around the people in our lives. Praise God. Amen. Have a great week in the Lord, and we'll see you in our services. God bless. Bless you, leaders. 